Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I can't wait to get down there at 645 or so. I can't wait to make my way through that crowd. I got stuck behind two Vikings-themed party buses. Like, there's already just Vikings-themed party buses rolling around downtown. There's Packer fans walking around with, like, Keystone Light, which is the, their champagne of beers. Night games concern me because of the potential for fights. And it's the holidays. Yeah, people yeah. people started drinking tomorrow. in the late morning portions knowing I don't they're like not this. working. Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah, we're for sure going to have a couple YouTube videos. I don't like that at of all. Of people fighting inside the stadium tonight. But on my walk home safe. tonight, I'll just periscope what the what the heck's going on. <laughs> You'll be lucky to make yeah. it home. <laughs> I will. Some Packer uh, fan will jump you, Dex. Six five one six four six eight two five five, and we've already got uh, Stephen DJ here who want to voice their, I'm assuming, displeasure about the Twins. But let's let's just set the talker up this way. Have the Twins? Already failed this offseason by letting all of the free agent starting pitchers of note, including now Dallas Keuchel, who just signed a three-year contract with the Chicago White Sox, uh, and Hyunjin Ryu, who all we heard about was how much he wanted to play on the West Coast in the National League, and he goes to Canada and the American League. Could live in Western Toronto. You never know. I guess. There's a lot of shorefront up there. A lot of waterfront. For my expectations, yes. They have failed me. I expected more. I expected one... I expected Mad Bum. I, I never for one second thought Strasburg or Cole. Never. Never even toyed with that thought. But did I think next group, Phil? Absolutely. Me too. And, you know, they started off um, okay. What they bid, what, five five years, a uh, hundred, right? On Zach On Wheeler. On Zach Wheeler. So they started off fine, and, you know, they didn't get him. Okay, that, that happened. So Mad Bum's next. He's gone. Uh, then go down the entire list of guys. So, yes, I would say... Um, given my expectations for us to be sitting here a couple days before Christmas and saying the the impact, in quotes, uh, pitcher signing right now is Pineda, has yeah. failed me. So I, a few thoughts on this. It is not a failed offseason yet because there are still trades and even signings to be made. If if I, I'm just going through the list of things that they could do. I don't know if they will do these things, but the things that they could do that are still realistic – they have reportedly offered a four-year contract to Josh Donaldson, who's still one of the best players in baseball. Is he going to make up his mind? And any, I don't know what he's waiting for. soon? I think he wants the Braves to give him a fourth year, and he's just been waiting for like three days. But it's, it's, it's the Nationals, it's the Twins, and it's the Braves. If they land Josh Donaldson, and they put one of the top 15 or so position players on this roster, and then they get to move Sano to first base or trade Sano, that is a blockbuster move. And then you can go get pitching via trade either now or you can, it buys you a little bit. And now you're going to score even more runs. And so it buys you some time to get the right trade between now and July 31st. Um, ideally, you would sign Josh Donaldson 
and then trade for like a John Gray. But anything short of that combination, or at the very least, one or the other, if you don't land an impact playoff rotation caliber starting pitcher or an MVP from like three years ago who was one of the best position players in baseball, then you failed. Like my, You failed this offseason yeah. if you don't get one or both of those things. My faith is deeply shaken. How about that? Yeah, that's fair. It's deeply shaken. We have full phone lines of Twins Vent Line right now. And as soon as someone drops off, the line is yours. 651-646-8255. They won 100 games last year. The World Series window is open. (laughs) They don't have really any big bad contracts on their books right now. And there's room to bring the payroll up toward league average where uh, it has been in the other years that they've been contending at Target Field. Let's start with Steve in Minneapolis. You're on with Mackie and Judd. No Rami today. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this off season, and they especially failed at the trade deadline last year, and they're doing the same thing that Terry Ryan did, which was just hang on to these prospects, and which uh, most of them don't end up turning out. And when we really needed some starting pitcher, right now we've got a number three pitcher, a number five pitcher, and, a, and our aces uh, can't pitch after August 1st. And so at this point, they failed miserably. And I guess what bothers me the most is that Levine and Falvey sit there and you don't hear them talk at all. And uh, so don't sit there and come out and try to uh, get fans from off of last year. Uh, it's not going to be the same team coming into this year. Uh, Steve in Minneapolis. Thanks, yeah, Steve. Yeah, you, you can't bank on breaking the home run record again next year. No. So yeah, you know, now now what they would oh. what they would probably say is, hey, look at some of the internal improvements. And this is where I will I will defend this front office in terms of everything they've built structurally that led to Mitch Garver breaking out, that led to Jorge Polanco breaking out, and Max Kepler. They have clearly built a great core and a nucleus and a great set of scouts and analytics and like all the tools behind the scenes are great. But if you don't add to it this winter. You're really not that you're rendering it all irrelevant, but you're not you're not taking the final step that you need to if your goal is to win a World Series. I, I think the fair phrase to use right now that, that disturbs me most because they've done a lot of good things too, uh, but as far as what Steve said, which is deadline, nothing happens right now. It's quiet, lack of aggression. There's a lack of, of aggression. This is the time. This is the time and timing where you'd like to see aggression. And you know what? You might do something dumb. I get that. I get that. And then are people going to question that? Absolutely. But this this is a team that is now positioned to at least take that step. As you said, contractually, there's no Maurer deal. There's no, oh, my goodness gracious, we can't take on that deal because we got this deal. And you've got a team that has clear needs, too. This isn't a nebulous, where do they really need help? You know, do they need pitching? Do they need bullpen? There's a lot of weaknesses, Right. This is a clear-cut mm-hmm. starting pitching. You need a guy who's going to cost you because you need a clear-cut top-of-the-rotation guy. Yeah. So here's another thing, too. Since we're sort of parsing apart how and why they've gotten to this point, and I think the main shout-it-from-the-hilltops response I've gotten back on Twitter and email today, I mean, I could like I could sit here and read you. like People emailing me as if I'm Jim Polad. Okay. I and by the way, you and I have you and I have done this show together for years and we have destroyed Jim Polad yeah. and the front offices, but not for just we we don't do the payroll thing because I think 
on this show, we've sort of acknowledged the way that baseball economics are set up. It's not realistic to expect the Twins to just outspend top teams. But it doesn't mean that they shouldn't splash around sometimes. And what I'm trying to figure out is, and I think I know the answer, why aren't they more in the mix overpaying when they know they have to overpay for some of these free agents? We already know that they're willing to give out $20-plus plus million a year on contracts. I mean, they just they just gave Jaco to Rizzi seventeen million. They gave Joe Maurer one hundred eighty four million dollars. They gave Rick Alasco fifty million dollars over four years. They gave Irvin Santana fifty sixty million dollars over four years. They gave Phil. They wound up giving Phil Hughes like sixty million dollars or need seven, to. something ridiculous when they had no need to do that. Right. So like they've definitely paid a lot of money for mediocre pitchers, right. and they've given fifteen twenty million dollars a year. So I don't view this as. Evil Jim Polad is sitting in his silk robe in a dimly lit room just saying veto, veto to every proposal that's brought to him. I think it's a front office that they're so smart relative to a lot of other front offices, and they know the value of certain players, and they know the age curves, and I think it's, this is my guess, I think they were shell-shocked a little bit by how much Zach Wheeler cost and how much Madison Bumgarner wanted. It's a little bit like when you get into your fantasy football or baseball auction. It's like, I'm going to pay 80 bucks for Saquon Barkley. Oh, my God, 105 And, like, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to sit back. Mm-hmm. And if you sit back and sit back and sit back, you wind up with Philip Lindsay as your starting running back. And right. that's kind of what's happening, I think, with the Twins. And at some point, at some point, like, if your World Series window is open, I don't. I, what I'm saying is I don't think this is as much of a Jim Polat issue. I think the front office has drawn lines as far as what they're willing to pay. But if that means they have to pay more in prospects down the road to get a John Gray or somebody else, I'd rather pay the money. Pay, pay the but money. what's the but what what is their sticking point on Mad Bum that contract? And he might have said no. Ryu then, who went to Toronto, four years, eighty, correct? Yep. And he's had injury things, so I, I get the risks. No, I know that, but I'm saying that's not a ridiculous contract. No, five years, one ten might have been too rich. I get that. But we're now talking about contracts that I don't perceive as being, oh, that's crippling. No. Do you? Like the last the last two or three contracts, so for Madison Bumgarner on forward, <clears throat> excuse me, Madison Bumgarner, Hyunjin Ryu, Dallas Keuchel, none of those contracts, the, the Zach Wheeler one made me go, whoa, $118 million for that guy? 100 a lot, yes. But the other ones that have come off the books, none of them have made me say, Whoa, financially, that's just, there's no way you can go there. Right. We're talking 15 to $20 million a year, maybe a little bit more. And that's why I, I know this is going to be unpopular opinion, and I have no reason. I, I have been so critical of Jim Polad's lack of curiosity throughout the years, the lack of looking at what other organizations are doing. I understand, I understand why the Twins aren't competing financially with Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies. So we've just sort of pumped the brakes on that part of the Cole criticism. But I don't understand why they would draw lines financially on some of these pitchers if those are the lines that they're drawing. Or maybe like in Madison Bumgarner's case, he just wanted to play in Arizona. There's definitely that factor, too. Right. Here's my question. If if you're Falvey, and I'm talking to you about these things, I guess my question is this. Mad Bum, Ryu, Keichel, what's the biggest downside? Like what are how are you going to suffer? If let's say you're wrong, let's say that you get one good year. Let's say you get no good years, but you took your shot. What's the downside to say I can't believe I did that? Yeah, I, just, I just strapped my team for three years. I think the downside would be if they think 
and I keep I keep bringing this guy up because I, I legitimately think he's there to be unlocked. He's a former number three overall pick. I think John Gray is going to go to a better organization and not have to pitch in Colorado, sure. and he's going to be awesome. And so, are they sitting here while while fans because because caller Steve, we'll get you a bunch more calls here on Twins Ventline. Caller Steve's criticism was, well, where are they? All these pitchers are coming off the board, and Falvey and Levine are nowhere to be heard from, right? Yep. Well, that's because they're working. Like they're they're and what are they engaged gonna, with Jack Donaldson, right? Point. So if they're if you're going to tell me, and I don't and I don't know, they're not. It's not like they're giving us play by play behind the scenes, and like we, we're we're here giving you the information that we know. If they know that they're about to get Josh Donaldson and they're about to trade for a starting pitcher, Sandy Alcantara with Miami, who's 24 years old, and they're going after a 24 year old instead of a 32-year-old, bravo, sorry we doubted you, but right now all we can get, and I understand fans' frustrations because right now you're, you know, I can sit here and tell you and Judd can sit here and tell you and Rami, this is a better, smarter, more up-to-speed on modern baseball front office than the one that was piled on for 10 years, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of times the scoreboard for the majority of fans only shows what free agents did you get. And the Twins built a, put it this way, the Twins built a 100-win team largely without big free agents. I know that Nelson Cruz added a huge layer on top of that. And C.J. Crone, Jonathan Scope. So I think you have to give them credit for building the majority of it from within, which is what the Yankees did in the 90s. Like, sure. that's what you do. But then, but this is when that it's time, next level? Time to pounce. Let's go to DJ in Wisconsin. You're on uh, an impromptu episode of Twins Ventline here. Hey, good day, boys. Hey, here's the deal. Paint. Let me just paint the picture. Remember that late summer day, middle of the week, we're playing the Yankees. It was a slugfest back and forth. The ears are ringing from the Bomba Squad siren constantly going off. You knew right then we had a pretty darn good team. All we needed was pitching. All we needed was pitching. And now we're looking at it going, where's the pitching? And to your guys' point, who knows? Maybe there's a trade coming. Maybe something will happen. But I, I just think we have to do something because, look, guys, the only thing we care about long-term is winning a championship, and it's been a long time. And ask Kansas City fans, was it worth it to win the one and almost win a second one and now be crappy? And they'd say, hell yeah, we take it. Otherwise, yeah. let's just languish in maybe first or second. And, nah, not really know what we're going to do, but we've got to do something. And I'm, I'm with you guys. Let's spend, spend money. Because we can't just keep banking on a guy flunking a drug test and then we'll sign him. <laughs> DJ, thanks for the phone call. Let, let's just keep taking it. Fan, you deserve a, a platform to be frustrated. Luke and Delano, you're on the show. Yeah, I'm just um, disappointed about how these two guys seem to be the exact people that the poll ads would want. That Falvey and Levine both enjoy talking. They're very good at talking about why we couldn't make the deal. What the reason that we couldn't go out and get that free agent starter. I'm done with the excuses. It's time to go out there. I want to hear if we didn't get someone that we had the the biggest offer out there. That's what I want to hear. Anything else is not acceptable anymore. They had one goal this offseason. Get yourself in a position where you can go up against the staff of New York, where you can go up against the staff of Houston. We're not even close. It's a joke if we're going to have to go up against those two teams next year. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Dude, Luke, thanks for calling in, man. And by the way, Houston built 80% of it from within or or trading for guys that were in the minor leagues and then grew up with Correa, right. Altuve, Springer, yep. like all those dudes, right? Even Keuchel. Yep. 
But when it came down to it, all right, how do we take a really good team and get it to that next level? And then they they basically gutted their top 10 list of their farm system for Verlander, Garrett Cole, et cetera. Yep. And then, and then unlock them. And that's the thing is, if you've got, if you've got the confidence that you can take uh, an established pitcher who has taken, let's say, two steps back, that your team, that your system works, then guess what? You shouldn't be afraid to trade a prospect or two who you love. Because if you can get that guy back to who he was, guess what? You got a top-end starter. Yeah. Let's go to Keith in St. Paul. You're on Twins Ventline. Phil, stop telling us they're smarter than most other front offices. It's ridiculous, and you sound ridiculous. We started Radney Dubniak, or whatever his name is, <laughs> in New York. Hey, he, it's Randy Dobnak, and he is a Dobnack. damn good Uber right. driver. He's a damn Dobnack. good Uber driver. Right. We started him in the playoffs for one of the games. They swept us, as usual. Yeah, we won 100 games, but that was it. After that, it was as it's been forever, right? And I understand you're not going to get every free agent pitcher you go after, but when you don't get any of them, any of them, and it's the same, well, gee, we, we tried, oh, shucks, we, we were right in there, we thought, and we gave a good offer, then it becomes, it is what it is. You're, you're really not trying. And for them at the deadline last July to come up with an average reliever, Sergio Romo, and a guy and another reliever that will never pitch in the majors again, Dyson, that's a joke. And, and I'm sick of the Josh Donaldson talk. We need a pitcher. We, we know what home runs will do. We saw it last year. It gets you three and out when you play a real team with pitching. That's what it gets you. Yeah, so I would. Let, uh, let's stop on the they're so smarter than the other all the other teams. That, that's just ridiculous. Sure. Keith, thank you for the call. Hey, I'll, t- I'll, I'll wear a bulletproof vest. He's very, segment. very Listen, worked up. Can you, I go back to, to his point, bag. though? Cool. Keith and DJ both made points that I think are, are the jumping off for my personal frustration here. These guys might be smart. They might be incredibly smart. And I'll say this. They're likable chaps. They're likable enough. But my frustration and, and where I think there has to be skepticism about them until we're proven wrong is very simple. And both the callers brought this up, and it's a great point. The trade deadline. And to DJ's point, and he hit the nail on the head of the conversation that we had late or in late July how many times as that deadline approached, I said that Yankee series was a gift from the good Lord because it showed you exactly what you had to go get. Like if you were serious about, we're probably going to play these guys again in the playoffs, first round, best three of five, if we're going to to have a chance, which by the way, in baseball, you should, right? Baseball's not basketball. You should have a chance. Uh, We have to go get a pitcher. We just have to. And they didn't. They went and got Sam Dyson. And they wouldn't move a prospect. They wouldn't move any legit prospect. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Yankee Stadium game two, Dobnik has to start. And it was a it it was uh, by the numbers case of I told you so. As simple as yeah. that gets. So what's frustrating? What's frustrating about this now is, okay, if you weren't going to move prospects at that time, are you going to go spend? Because if if you go spend now, it's fine. Because again, you should have a chance. And you are competing in a division in which I believe the White Sox are trying to improve. But I think Cleveland, I have no idea what they're doing. They're well, they're yeah, they're pulling. I mean, but this could be yours again. This could be yours again. And they haven't done 
anything that's indicated to us that they are prepared to make that move, which takes them from from being a very good team in a weak division, which I, I still believe is going to be weak in 2020, and say... The Yankees are going to be damn tough again, but guess what? We've got a pitcher that can at least compete. Yeah. On uh, Keith's point about Josh Donaldson does nothing for him. Listen, man, I get the pitching is the biggest efficiency, but but you'd essentially be replacing CJ Crone and Miguel Sano's. So you'd be replacing CJ Crone's offense, which was good, not great, with MVP caliber offense in Josh Donaldson, and you'd be replacing Miguel Sano's clunky ping pong paddle glove. And no range with one of the best defensive third basemen in the league. So yeah. if 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 they started down the hey we want to give a hundred million dollars or eighty million dollars to somebody and Wheeler for whatever reason said no and Bumgarner they didn't want to go the guaranteed you know extra year if if they're going to give that money to Josh Donaldson and then trade for a pitcher I'm fine with that. Now where I will agree with caller Keith is if you get Josh Donaldson and then do nothing between now and July yeah, to for pitching like yep. unless you can turn. Randy Dobnak into uh, something that he hasn't been. Let's go to Christine in Southern Minnesota. You're on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Twins Vent Line oh, Edition. Hey, man, right before Christmas, and I'm so bummed out. You know, it's like meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> you know, I, I believe we need to go after Donaldson because he will improve our inf- infield big time. Yep. And that's going to save us runs. Oh, and, and oh, sorry to cut you off here, but we have breaking reckless speculation right now. All right. I, I got to play the sounder here for, okay. for you, Christine. Breaking reckless speculation. If there's any more incentive. Reckless speculation. John Heyman just tweeted this right now. The White Sox are said to be in very serious pursuit of Edwin Encarnacion. The White Sox are coming for you. Yeah, and the White they Sox are good for are them, splashing, too. Man. Somebody's trying to. Go make it happen. Sorry, Christine. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I mean, I, I'm for if We're not going to go after... Uh, uh, a or B pitcher right now. We need to go after Donaldson. He'll help us uh, on the infield big time. We move Sonal if we keep him to first base. It's going to be a it's going to be a big deal. But you know what? We're right on the cusp of being a, a World Series team. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be beat by the Yankees if we don't get some starting pitching. And I've been a fan of this. My dad used to take me to Old Met Stadium in the '60s, so I've been a fan for forever. You know. And I, I sit and I watch this team, and I, I keep thinking, come on, this is the year. Do it. And they don't pull the trigger. Um, but anyway, that's that's my thoughts. And, you know, I hope we go after Gray. He seems pretty cool, you know, and I'd like him on our staff. So um, I'll hang up and listen. Okay? Right on. All right. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, I, I listen, I mean, totally get it. It's frustrating. I think there's a lot of people that are just ready, though, on December 23rd to say, same old, same old, failed, and like, this and that. You would like to see something here. You would, but there's... At there's some point still in time. things to be if if Donaldson's off the board yeah. and if there's no trade, if if this is the if this is the roster on March 10th or whatever, or let's say when pitchers and catchers report, okay, gloves are off. I mean, you failed. Bravo White Sox, though. Bravo yeah. White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox going after Edwin Encarnacion right now. They just got Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. They've got some. They've got. They're dying to spend. Michael Kopich, one of the best young flame throwing minor league starting pitchers, had Tommy John surgery, sat out last year. If he's coming back this year, they're going to be good. Giolito. Yep. They might not be great, but they're going to be good. Yep. Uh, Tom Pelissero is great, not yeah, he's good. Fantastic. Yep.
Handsome and guy too he on will TV. Join. Very good looking guy. Although they've got like he's no Garoppolo, three though. guys on that channel who look like Tom Pelissero too. You yeah, ever Jesse that that, that uh, Palmer guy. It's not Jesse Palmer. That's the quarterback. It's James Palmer. James Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Even like Jeff Darlington on ESPN. They all kind of look like Tom Pelissero. You think it's a, a certain look? It's a roving gang <laughs> mandated by television <laughs> networks everywhere. Football factory. Uh, <laughs> so Tom will join us next. Vikings and Packers. Two plus hours. Uh, in front of us here, and after the game is over, watch it wherever you want to tonight, but come back and listen to Vikings Ventline right after this thing is over. Before you pass out from all that alcohol you drank. <laughs> yeah. One way or the other, I got a feeling that Ventline's going to be very festive tonight on Score North and the Score North app, which is free to download. We're hanging out here in the TCL studios, and it's time for another little mini episode of What's on the TCL TV. The Minnesota Wild are on the TCL TV. State hockey. Phil. Scoreless. The state of hockey well, look at get, that, getting look, out of the way of the look football Look at how team. great you can see the, the puck, though, in HD on this TCL TV. You can. You Fantastic. can see a surging wild team over the past month or so. Look at how nice those jerseys look. Uh, are you still rooting for them to tank, or have you turned the corner now here? Oh, if they the tank, I'm fine Judd's with it. Hockey show? I'm, I'm fine both ways. Okay. So uh, no score here as we watch another sporting event on our TCL TV. It's America's fastest-growing TV brand and you can find TCL TVs inside any major local retailer. And boy, in terms of price, do some comparison shopping. Price, picture quality, connected entertainment options. If you're looking for a last-minute gift, not uh, not a bad idea to go get a TCL TV. Again, any major local retailer in the 